This program provides education, not advice. Sponsors pay a fee for endorsements and interviews. See the truthayf.com disclosure page for details. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. Brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. It's Friday, June 2nd. You want a secure job for the future? You know, we've talked about the disruption of technological innovation on so many careers around the world. There's one category of company that is thriving in today's uncertain economy. That's the luxury brand marketplace. People can't get enough of exotic cars and rare wine and $50,000 handbags. Companies that manufacture these goods are skyrocketing. I'm talking about their need for artisans. Artisans make these products by hand. Yeah, Ferraris and Rolls Royces are manufactured by hand. And so are Hermes handbags. It takes 15 hours to make a single handbag, and Hermes doesn't have enough workers to meet the demand because it takes a lot of skill and training, and I don't think you're going to get that kind of a training in an ordinary college classroom. These jobs command, therefore, very high salaries plus annual bonuses of 150% of pay. The world's biggest luxury group is LVMH. They are the owners of dozens of the biggest luxury brands on the planet. Last year, they hired 60,000 people, and they're hiring 15,000 more this year just in France. That includes 3,500 artisanal workers. And they're not just hiring college grads, they're also hiring career changers, and older workers who are discovering that the skill set that they have is being eliminated by automation, artisanship is something automation specifically won't eliminate. So, if you're looking for a job that is going to pay well, be fascinating work with productivity that you can really point to with pride of saying, look what I did, then you should really consider artisanship in the luxury goods marketplace. This is just further illustration that while we are eliminating an awful lot of jobs because technology makes humans obsolete thanks to AI and robotics, a whole new wave of occupations is emerging. And this is why we have to rethink college and career. Hey, if you're a financial advisor or an accredited investor and you want to get a deep dive into the world of crypto, come to Vision. It's the longest-running digital assets investment conference specifically for financial advisors and accredited investors. You'll get the cutting-edge educational content and actionable ideas from leading investors and industry thought leaders. This event is June 12 to 14 in Austin. Our keynote speakers include... Downtown Josh Brown from CNBC, Patrick McHenry, who's the chair of the House Financial Services Committee, and Dave Hirsch, who heads crypto enforcement for the SEC. 
we're also going to teach you how to mint your own NFTs. A ton of fun, lots of great knowledge, and wonderful networking. Check out the details at DACFPVision.com. The link is in the show notes. Coming up next, a conversation with Mark Rothmeyer, CEO of the organization that's leading the way in the fight against Alzheimer's. Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Listeners of this program enjoy fresh perspectives on the financial topics that matter most, especially the rise of exponential technologies. And right now, there may be no faster-moving tech story than the rise of artificial intelligence. But despite some exciting new developments, like the launch of ChatGPT, we are only beginning to scratch the surface of AI's potential. So, which companies will have staying power? As an investor, it's hard to know, which is why GlobalX ETFs specializes in thematic investing strategies that harness the potential of numerous companies involved in an emerging trend, all in a single trade. Explore our investment approach along with our latest research on the emergence of AI at GlobalXETFs.com insights. Charles Schwab is proud to sponsor Rick Edelman's podcast, There's Strength in Numbers. Charles Schwab has 25 million clients and over $7 trillion in client assets. 400 local branches, 36,000 employees, 24-7 live help, and 50 years of experience. There's strength in those numbers. And at Charles Schwab, investors are the number one priority. Visit aboutschwab.com for the numbers and schwab.com to learn more. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. We talk a lot about Alzheimer's on this program because Alzheimer's is sadly in a lot of our futures. And there are a lot of organizations doing an awful lot of work trying to defeat this dreadful disease. I want to tell you about a very special one. It is the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation. I'm very happy to welcome onto the program the CEO of the ADDF, Mark Rothmeyer. Mark, welcome to the program. Fabulous to be here, Rick. Mark, tell us about the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation, because this is a very different type of Alzheimer's research organization. It really is, Rick. ADDF was founded 25 years ago by the Lauder family, and that's as in Estee Lauder and the Estee Lauder Corporation. Estee passed uh, at the end of her life from Alzheimer's, but before she passed, she left the trust for her two sons, Leonard and Ronald Lauder, to say, you know, do something about this thing called Alzheimer's because it was in the families, which just wasn't Estee, but it was also her sister. And the lawyers set out, they scoured the earth to say, what would they do about Alzheimer's? And they came back with a couple of uh, defined ideas. One, they would fund science, but a certain type of science, translational science. How do you go from the bench to the bedside? Uh, high risk, high reward science. That was one. Two, they would not make grants to academic institutions and to biotechs. Rather, they would make investments to academic institutions and biotechs that were pursuing Alzheimer's from bench to the bedside. And the thought there was, if those academic institutions or if those biotechs ever saw positive deal flow coming from those ideas, a percentage of that would go back to the ADDF, that ADDF would immediately put back into science. That's how we are called a venture philanthropy. 
And this approach is unique in the marketplace, and it really is incredibly powerful, this notion of venture philanthropy, where instead of simply raising money from donors that you can then give to scientists as grants, and you have to constantly raise new money to raise more money for those grants, you have a recycling going on. You're basically saying, we will fund your project, but if it works and you get a drug into the marketplace and you start to make billions of dollars, we're going to get some of that profit. It's going to go back into our nonprofit organization, and we're going to be able to use it to fund more research and continue this wonderful pipeline. This is a really exciting approach, and you have attracted some really very major donors as a result who are really interested in this model, not just the Louder family, but Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Mackenzie Scott. And in fact, the Louders have just made a commitment that is... I mean, this was international news a couple of weeks ago. Talk about the $200 million that they've just committed. They cover all of the overhead of the organization so that anybody that donates, 100% of their money goes directly into the prevention, the diagnostics, and the treatments, right? So there's nothing taken out of that. Another part of that interesting model. Also with that model, since we've started, we've seen $30 million of return on investment that we've put back in. Leonard's now 90 years old. And Leonard, as he looks out over the next couple of years, he gathered the whole family together, Leonard and Ronald, Leonard's two sons, William and Gary, and Ronald's two daughters, Erin and Jane. So it's the third generation now coming into this. They made a commitment of the family, $200 million to cover the expenses for the next 15 years of the organization because what's going on in the science now, what we're driving in the science now, shows it's going to pay off in a 5 to 10 to 15 year period. And what the lawyers are hoping is this is a leverage gift to get more people to come in with money so that 10 to 15 years, we can shorten down to 5 to 10 years. What's the annual budget of the organization? We have two to 300 donors who donate to us about $30 million a year. And we call that our multiple shots on goal. We're always putting new science, new science, new science. Then there's a $100 million fund. And this is the Gates and the Bezos and the McKenzie Scott money. Now we're four years into a six-year plow with that money that's looking at new diagnostics, which is a fascinating area that's exploding right now, right? Because You have to be able to diagnose it before you know how to specifically treat it. On top of that, we have another $100 million fund that we've raised about three quarters of the money right now. And it's focusing on a very specific part of the pipeline. If you look at, we have about 35 clinical trials we're funding. And if you look at a bulk of them are these phase 2A trials. And what does that mean? Phase 1 trials are when you prove it's safe. Phase two trials is when you show it's not only safe, but somehow the molecule or whatever you're funding, you are engaging in what you ultimately want to see in the treatment. And then the phase three is these big trials that pharma run, right? Our our job is to get them into phase three so pharma takes them on. These phase two A's we have really interesting science, but they're underpowered studies. You got maybe 60 to 120 patients in them enough to show some engagement, but not show the plurality that you're really looking for when you're getting into the thousands and tens of thousands, and that's phase three. So this $100 million clinical trials fund is another fund that we're looking to just pinpoint those phase two ways to either speed them along or 
kill them fast if, if it's not going to work. So we can, again, take the capital that's coming in and deploy it into new and better things. As you're talking about the area to focus on diagnostics, which is a, a new big deal, there's also a a new holy grail of Alzheimer's treatment, combination therapy and precision medicine. Talk about those. So, you know, all of it's connected, right, Rick? So, so first of all, what's happening with these diagnostics these days used to be you just had to get a, uh, you have to get a PET scan to diagnose, you know, are you at risk of Alzheimer's? And those are expensive and they're not routinely done. Two summers ago, a company that we're funding called C2N out of St. Louis came up with a blood test that now can diagnose and look out. And we're funding a series of other things that are not only looking at blood tests, which are much faster and quicker and easier and less expensive, and you can just do it at your doctor. We're funding a company right now out of Canada that when you go to your annual eye exam, they'll be able to tell you if you have plaques and tangles forming in your brain, and if they are, you're at risk to Alzheimer's. That's the diagnostics part. What's happened here in the last two or three years that's kind of exploding the, uh, the whole area of Alzheimer's, which of course people have heard of nothing works in Alzheimer's, that's really started to change in the last three years. Number one, we know prevention works. There are basic lifestyle changes that you can make that we know now scientifically proven will push out the onset of early symptoms, early warning signs of Alzheimer's by 40%. We're talking about things like diet, exercise, and stress, sleep, and so on. Social interaction, right? It's been proved. There's something called the Finger Study. It's done out of Sweden. It's done in 49 countries. They do this every year. They're testing with diverse populations. It goes cuts across all populations. Really, really interesting. But that then brings up the chance to start doing what you call this holy grail combined therapies. Well, what if we took prevention? And then started dropping in a therapeutic intervention. And uh, you and, and many of your listeners and followers uh, might have heard of a, a diabetes drug called metformin. And metformin is also a drug that affects aging. And what we're doing right now with Dr. Mia Kivipelto out of Sweden is a combined trial that has these lifestyle preventions as well as people taking metformin. And does that even push it out even further? further, right? So this is kind of where it's going. So that's an example of combined trials. The other big thing that we're seeing in the headlines almost you know, daily at this point, this is the first time in 20 years we're seeing any therapeutic come to market that uh, can really benefit people's cognitive health. What these drugs are showing is a modest improvement in cognition, about a 25 to 35% improvement in the delay of cognitive decline. We're thrilled about that. But as I said, it's modest. What are we really looking for? You know, 75, 85, 95, 100% effectiveness. Think about this, Rick. My wonderful um, mother-in-law who passed two years ago, she was 93 going on 94 when she passed. Last 10 years of her life, we watched her go from mild to moderate to severe dementia. By the end, understanding, you know, who her children were, who her grandchildren were, understanding that her favorite granddaughter was about to have her great-grandchild that was lost. And these were things she, like, like lived for, right? Absolutely lived for. You think about delaying that by 40%. Then... 
putting something there that's another extra 25% or 35%. And then thinking, so how many of those 10 years could have been now? She understood all of that versus this fade away that she did. And that's really what we're going for. How can we treat? How can we delay? How can we prevent? You know, it it sounds like the level of optimism, the level of hope is at a, a higher level than it's been in decades. We've spent, I think, collectively, what, $30 billion over the past 30 or 40 years? Correct. In efforts to fight Alzheimer's with, frankly, extraordinarily little to show for it. Correct. Uh, and yet we seem to be on the precipice of some pretty major advances that we have been waiting for for an incredibly long time. What, what accounts for this? Is it the amount of money that we've been throwing at this? Is it the amount of time we've been spending? Is it the technological innovation that is now allowing this to come to fruition? Why suddenly are we on the precipice of these major breakthroughs? Yeah, probably the most honest answer is yes, 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 and yes. But let me break it down a little bit, right? Think about cancer. Think about it was in the early 70s when the war on cancer was declared. And Now we're 70 years later, and look, there's blood cancers, other cancers. If you have them, so long as you stay on the protocol, that's not what's going to take your life, and you're going to have a quality of life if you stay on on these protocols. So all of us are aging, and like anything else, we all age differently. And why, right? It's our genetics. It might be how we handle inflammation. It might be vascular, right? Mitochondrial. Our biologies are all a little bit different, right? And what this biology of aging theory is looking at Look, when you age normally, it's all okay. The old saying is, you know, if as you get older, if you forget where your keys are, that's normal. But if you don't know what your keys are for, that's a real serious problem, right? And again, we age differently. So the biology of aging is looking at these six or seven different pathways of aging, right? And they're saying, when something goes wrong, what is that? How can we stop it? How can we prevent it? And or how can we treat it, right? So when we talk about this combined therapy biology of aging approach now, it's going to be these amyloid drugs, right, which are 25 to 35% effective. And what we're seeing now is drugs that target inflammation, drugs that treatments that target genetics, treatments that target vascular issues, your mitochondrial, right? What will be good for you and combined therapies might be different than me, might be different from the next person. Again, very much like cancer. Aging is the number one cause of Alzheimer's. Where it goes wrong, figuring out how to get it right is what the holy grail is here. So I'm very happy to tell you not only how impressed I am with the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation, the work that Dr. Howard Fillett and Mark Rothmeyer are doing with this organization, but Mark has invited me to join the board of ADDF, which I have agreed to do. So I'm very happy to be participating in the organization and supporting the philanthropic and governance goals that you have for the effort that you have in so many ways in the fight against Alzheimer's. So I'm really excited to be joining the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation uh, with you, Mark. And I know we'll be spending a lot of time together as a result. You do accept and constantly seek, like any other you know, well-deserving uh, nonprofit, you're looking for donors all the time. If folks would like to donate, knowing that 100% of the donations go directly to research, how do people support the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation? Just go to alzdiscovery.org. And most importantly there, one, you'll get a sense of this optimism and excitement and see all the latest and the most cutting edge research. Two, if you want to know the basic ways to go about preventing Alzheimer's, 
There's a part of the website called Cognitive Vitality. It can tell you everything from does drinking coffee help or a glass of wine or how many glasses are wine or, or what about these supplements that people see at their local pharmacies? Are they any good? All of that great information is in there. And obviously there's a way to donate directly to the cause in there. I just want to acknowledge you and your wife. You know, both of you have made this very clear that you have different philanthropic interests. One is Alzheimer's because it's affecting too many people and we need to do something about that. And I just want to acknowledge that what you have chosen as some of your philanthropic pursuits here, I really uh, applaud and admire. And it's great to have you join the board. I appreciate that, Mark, very much. The goal that Gene and I have always had with our philanthropic activities is impact. And the ADDF is having an incredible impact in the fight against Alzheimer's, which is why we're really honored to be joining the organization. Again, you can reach them at alzdiscovery.org. The link is in your show notes today. That's Mark Rothmeyer, the CEO of ADDF, the Alzheimer's Drug Discovery Foundation. Mark, thanks for joining us on the show. Really a pleasure, Rick. Thank you. You know, every week, my wife, Jean, produces her own podcast, and it's available on her website, selfcarewithjean.com. Go check out her videocast and podcast at selfcarewithjean.com. The link is in the show notes. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Amid inflation, rising rates, and a host of other economic challenges, volatility has been one of the few constants lately. But as listeners of this show know better than anyone, it's important to look past the short-term headlines and focus on the bigger picture. Despite the ups and downs of the news cycle, exponential technologies continue to advance, shaping a world of new possibilities in engineering, transportation, healthcare, and renewable energy. At Global X ETFs, we offer a diversified product lineup, including risk management solutions to navigate the storm, along with thematic strategies targeting the growth opportunities of tomorrow. Whatever your goals, visit GlobalXETFs.com to explore how our research and insights may help you achieve your goals. Support for Rick Edelman's podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents, people who participate in progress by supporting cutting-edge ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100 all-in-one fund. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you like what you're hearing on this podcast, leave a review for The Truth About Your Future on Apple. I read all the reviews, and I might share yours on the air. Have a great weekend. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Global X ETFs, dedicated to providing investors with unexplored intelligent solutions, and by Invesco QQQ. Anyone can become an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ, Invesco Distributors, Inc. Get the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. It's the truthayf.com.